0: Do you ever have doubts about your faith? Do you ever think, oh, it's too difficult, I should give up? Today's devotion is titled, Stick At It. Whether you're learning a new skill, or a new sport, or achieving success at school, or whether you're not, you have to stick at your faith and keep going. Keep learning to read the Bible, praying, persevering, resisting evil, all of these things. But how do we do it? How do we stick at it when life throws everything it has against what we're trying to do? Well, in today's devotion, we are going to try and answer that question. It is day 315 of the Youth Bible in One Year. Let's jump in and find out how we can keep going when things get tough.
1: Mariam and Mazia were arrested in Iran in 2009. Their crime? Being Christians. They were blindfolded, interrogated, and became ill during their time in prison. They were taken to court. Mr Haddad, the prosecuting lawyer, asked the two women if they were Christians. We love Jesus, they replied. He repeated the question and they responded, Yes, we are Christians. Mr Haddad asked whether they regretted becoming Christians, to which they replied, We have no regrets. Then he stated emphatically, You should renounce your faith verbally and in written form. They stood firm and replied, We will not deny our faith. When Mr. Haddad told the women to return to prison to think about their options and come back to him when they were ready to comply, Mariam and Mazia responded, We have already done our thinking. The author of Hebrews writes to Christians who are the subject of persecution, You stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. As Mariam and Mazia before their prosecutors. Thank God they've been released. We interviewed them as part of the Alpha film series. The will to persevere is often the difference between success and failure. This is true of learning a new skill or sport or achieving success at school or work. It's been said, observe the postage stamp. Its usefulness depends on the ability to stick to one thing till it gets there. Stickability is also a key to the Christian life. If you want to learn to read the Bible, pray, resist evil, or whatever else, learn to persevere. The writer of Hebrews encourages his readers not to be quitters, but to stick it out. From Psalm 123
0: I lift my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven. Our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us, for we have endured no end of contempt. We have endured no end of ridicule from the arrogant, of contempt from the proud.
1: Look to God for help. I look to you, God, look up to you for help. Like the psalmist, wait patiently for God to help. Stick at it in the face of opposition. We have endured much contempt. We have endured much ridicule from the proud, much contempt from the arrogant. His response to this opposition is to turn his focus onto God. He writes, I lift my eyes to you. Our eyes look to the Lord our God. This focus is built upon a recognition of who God is, the one whose throne is in heaven, and also on his relationship with God. God is the Lord, our God. Look to him to help you. Like servants alert to their master's commands, like a maiden attending her lady, we're watching and waiting, holding our breath, awaiting your word of mercy. Lord, whatever happens, help me to endure, persevere, and to keep my eyes fixed on you.
0: having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, No sacrifice for sins is left. You need to preserve so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And but my righteousness will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved.
1: Stand your ground. Millions of Christians around the world today are still being persecuted for their faith. The letter of Hebrews is written to Christians who were the subject of persecution, possibly at the hands of Nero in Rome. One of the main purposes of the book is to encourage the readers to persevere. The writer has finished his doctrinal exposition. He now begins a prolonged call to perseverance. Here, he gives reasons, incentives and encouragements to stick at it. First, you can be confident. Persevere because of what Christ did and does for you. You have a new freedom, boldness and confidence. You're welcomed into God's presence through the sacrifice of Jesus. You can now, without hesitation, walk right up to God, into the holy place. Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice. Second, You are not on your own. We are to persevere because we have one another to help. As the writer urges us to hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, he does so in the context of community. Gather together often. Consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. Third, this really matters. He warns against deliberately continuing to sin. This means something like sinning defiantly. He warns of a mighty, fierce judgment. If you turn on God's Son, spit on the sacrifice that made you whole, God has warned us that he'll hold us to account and make us pay. Nobody gets by with anything. This is often applied to people outside of the church, but actually it was written in the context of the Lord judging his own people. This is not something his readers have fallen into. He reminds them of the time when you stood your ground. Fourth, the rewards are great. He encourages them to remember those early days when you first saw the light. Those were the hard times, kicked around in public, targets of every kind of abuse. Some days it was you, other days your friends. If some friends went to prison, you stuck by them. If some enemies broke in and seized your goods, you let them go with a smile, knowing they couldn't touch your real treasure. Fifth, be patient. Life is long and life is short. On the one hand, life is long. In the course of a lifetime, there will be tests, trials and difficulties that require stickability, patience, endurance and perseverance. Patience, endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he's promised. On the other hand, life is short. In the short time, we will either have died or Jesus will have returned. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. The writer has full confidence that his readers will persevere. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Lord, help me to persevere and to encourage others towards love and good deeds as we meet together.
0: Old Testament, from Ezekiel 20-22 to The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, will you judge this city of bloodshed? Then confront her and say, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You have become guilty because of the blood you have shed and have become defiled by the idols you have made. In you are people who accept bribes to shed blood. You take interest and make a profit from the poor. You extort unjust gain from your neighbours, and you have forgotten me, declares the Sovereign Lord. Confront
1: evil. Personally, I find that confrontation is never easy, but it is sometimes necessary. Ezekiel is told, to confront evil he's called to preach and prophesy his was not an easy task his message was a difficult one it was countercultural yet he persevered he did not give up he stuck at it he kept on preaching the word of the lord came to him time and time again and he faithfully proclaimed it god knew that it was not easy he encouraged ezekiel set your face Set your face against Jerusalem and preach against the sanctuary. Prophesy against the land of Israel and say to her, this is what the Lord says, I am against you. It must have been really hard. The sins that he speaks against are as relevant to us as they were to the people of Israel. Treating parents with contempt, ill treatment of the poor and marginalized, including immigrants, widows and orphans, sexual abuse, incest, rape, bribery, greed and extortion. They have forgotten God and you have forgotten me, declares the Sovereign Lord. Those of us who live in the West live in a society that is in danger of forgetting God. As we look around us at a world where there is so much wrong, it can be easy to think that God must have forgotten us. Paradoxically though, passages of judgment like this actually show us how much God cares for us. God cares passionately about injustice and suffering. That is why he's so angry with those who inflict them on others and why he refuses to ignore those who suffer. There's a spiritual dimension to all this too. Our concern isn't just to oppose injustice, but to turn people back to God. The wonderful message of the second half of Ezekiel, and indeed of the whole Bible, is that this judgment is not. The last word, God will also act in grace to redeem and save his people. It is this passionate concern of God for the poor, the downtrodden and the lost that inspired Ezekiel and that has inspired Christians down the centuries. General William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army, modeled remarkable stickability. He said, while women weep as they do now, I'll fight. While little children go hungry as they do now, I'll fight while men go to prison, in and out, in and out. I'll fight while there is a poor lost girl upon the street. I'll fight while there remains one dark soul without the light of God. I'll fight. I'll fight to the very end. Lord, help me to set my face with determination, not to be put off by opposition, contempt, and ridicule. Help me to stick at it, confronting evil and proclaiming the good news about Jesus to the very end. Pepper adds, In Hebrews 10 verse 23, it says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. There is so much suffering in the world. Wars in the Middle East and Ukraine and so many other places. The innocent are being slaughtered, children are dying, and Christians around the world are being persecuted. How much harder it is to hold on to hope in these circumstances. We may not be facing these things ourselves, but everyone faces battles. And our hope isn't in people or in institutions. Our hope is in the Lord who is faithful.
0: Let's pray. Lord, I pray that wherever I am placed, whether it be my school, my sports team, my community, my university, I pray that I would find other Christians to strengthen me and to keep me going, to encourage me to stick at my faith. I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to help me along the way that you would guide me wherever you want me to go. Amen.